All right, we are back with episode number 51 of the Idols to Rivals podcast. If this is your first time ever listening, I appreciate it. Um, we're available on Spotify, Apple Music, or Apple Podcasts. And also there's a live version I record every Wednesday or Thursday on YouTube. So there's a video version of that. If you just search Jack Hummel on YouTube, you should be able to find it. And there's the video, the audio version, Jack Hummel on everything, Spotify. Go check it out. Also, Jack Hummel on Instagram. Go check it out. And let me know some ideas. Give me some ideas for what you want to hear on the podcast, what videos you want to see. There'll be a lot more filming. Got the drone all fixed up. The drone should be flying here pretty soon. Get some good shots of uh, downtown Fort Lauderdale and the beach. That'll be coming soon in next week's or the next video that you see on the YouTube channel. But we're back. Episode 51. We are on the second half of our journey to 100 episodes. This started a year and a half ago, and it's been nothing but a great time ever since. And Recording it a little bit late, went out to dinner with some friends last night, so instead decided to record it on Thursday with some better lighting, better stuff like that. And I think I may be doing the recordings now either during midday or during uh, right whenever the afternoon starts, so probably 5, 6 o'clock like that. I think those are the best times. The lighting's a lot better. The video's a lot better. If you're not watching on the video version, go check it out on the video. Let me know what you think. Let me know what you think would be better. But just wanted to start off by saying appreciate everybody who has been listening for all these episodes and everyone that has been watching over, you know, the, past, the most recent episodes. I think they've been getting better and better every time and just really appreciate all the support and everybody that's been, uh, been tagging along and joining me on this journey of a podcast that really has no direction. Everyone always asks me what the podcast is about whenever they they hear about it, they learn about it. And to be honest, I don't really know. It's It's more of you have a couple ideas, you have a couple of things you talked about with friends, with people you've met, with life experiences, and then you just kind of go from there. That's how I've always thought about it. That's how I wanted it to be. I wanted the podcast to be a little more raw than people were used to. I think once you get sponsors, once you get a little more recognition, I could see how being a little more, a little less polarizing, I guess is the best way to put it, is easier. And so I want to keep it as real and as honest as possible, just the, the actual journey, the actual struggles of figuring it out, figuring out how to make a podcast, figuring out how to upload videos, take photos, network better, all those things. I wanted it to be as raw as possible. So that's that's been the goal of this podcast. And I guess that's the best way to describe it is just kind of documenting the journey. We're going to get some more people on and uh, talk about talk stuff with them. Podcast is going to go through some changes here in these next couple episodes, and it's going to be all for the best. We'll figure out what works, what doesn't work, and we're just going to learn. And so I appreciate everybody for sticking on that journey with me. But Speaking of things coming up, we have the uh, the Mayweather-Jake Paul fight and the reason – or Jake Paul. It's uh, Logan Paul, older brother. And uh, the reason I keep bringing this up is it is in Miami, so it'll be just down the road. But I'm once again, I'm conflicted. These guys are great showmen. These guys obviously know how to network themselves to make money, but it's an exhibition match. None of this counts. If Mayweather loses, he – Nothing counts. He's still 15-0. He's still one of the greatest boxers of all time. If Logan Paul loses, he I mean, he's hes like 0-2 as it is, so it doesn't really matter. But it just baffles me how well these guys are at marketing. And even with – I'm sure you've seen drama with Jake Paul, the younger brother, and and just the way that they can manipulate getting views, getting, um, getting more popular, even if you're loved or hated. I think it's kind of fascinating. I know a lot of people take advantage of that, the Kardashians, the news cycle, all things like that. It's, it's wild how people can – once they understand how the mass perception works, once they understand how what people are looking for, you know, you got that clickbait, you got all this other stuff on on YouTube, on like I said, the news, Twitter, Instagram, whatever you get your news source from, there's always 
it's always looking for sparking your interest, always looking to get that hook in you as quickly as possible. And then going from there. And it's, it's fascinating that a lot of people generally think in a very similar way. That's why you see these, these channels, whether it be on the news, whether it be on YouTube, Instagram, like I said, wherever you get your entertainment from how certain, certain channels can influence more than others and how a lot of people think the same. I mean, these people that are, that are doing these, these YouTuber fights or these exhibition fights that really count for nothing are getting paid millions of dollars because people watch, people are entertained. Same with the Kardashians, whenever their show keeping up with the Kardashians was popping. I don't even know if it's still going on, but that was all people talked about. It was like, Oh, did you see what happened this week? Did you see what happened this week? And they just captivated a whole, a whole segment, a whole group of people. And I think it's kind of fascinating to think about how individuals or how networks or how, movies, television, anything can can captivate a bunch of people at once. And people are learning how to use it. People are learning how to use it to their advantage to grow followings, to, you know, travel the world. You see all these these travel influencers or models or whatever it be, or just straight up, you know, rich businessmen flying all across the world, jet setting. It's crazy that that is kind of the norm. That's that's an avenue a lot of people take for success. That's a That's a way people make money now is just directly off of getting views directly off of, of showing a lifestyle and then it feeds into itself. It's, it's fascinating. It's cool that we live in a time that you can do that, but it is, it's crazy how people can learn how to, how to manipulate, how to, how to invoke feelings in, in a mass group of people, millions at a time. You see these YouTube videos or you see these, these pay-per-view events that, that go and, and sell millions of copies or millions of views for it. And it's just because they know how to manipulate it. They know how to get people talking, you know, no, no media is bad media. And I think it's, it's, Absolutely fascinating. And so enough on that. We'll talk about that later. I think it's actually this weekend. So we'll know what happens through that. I'd be absolutely surprised if Jake Paul won. Then again, he is 30 pounds heavier. So it, I'm sure he could take some punches. But then again, like I said, Mayweather is 50 and 0. I'd love to see them box actual boxers that are still in the ring and have things count. Um, and I do think Jake Paul is a great athlete. I mean, no matter if you love him or hate him, I think he's, he's, he's very good at what he's doing and he's getting the best training, which helps. And the only problem I have with it is if you're going to say you're the greatest boxer right now, you got to fight actual boxers. And as soon as you do that, it's there you go. You've proven your point. But so I took a trip over this weekend. I'm sure you'll see in some of the videos that I post on YouTube. Um, took a trip this weekend to go see some family and COVID flying is over. Unfortunately, if any of you had the the absolute pleasure of flying during whenever COVID happened, whether it be for whatever travel needed to get home, things like that, it was a beautiful it was as long as you were you weren't sick you were all good to go you just had to wear your mask and there were no lines security was 15 seconds long and you'd get three whole rows of seats to yourself it was the best flying experience i've ever had and felt like you're flying private if you flew during covid you probably know this that is all over with i took um about four flights this this past weekend and every single one of them there was a screaming baby absolutely packed um security was insane it was it was completely back to i'd equate it to like when i was younger whenever flying like flying was was kind of a bigger deal it was tougher to get access to so whenever you were flying it was it was no holds barred everyone was on there and now it, it just feels like that again like i said every single plane all four planes i was on screaming children absolutely packed people reclining their seats people complaining about something it was crazy. And the airports, I, I can't even, the Atlanta airport, if you've ever been, I think it's one of, if not the busiest airports in the world. It's absolutely huge. There's like seven terminals and they're all, they take up half the state, it feels like. And I mean, every square inch of that 
was covered in people. The line for Chick-fil-A, McDonald's, whatever food there was, I had a connection. I think it was two, two or three hours in between. I didn't even wait in line. I was like, I'm going to go, I'm going to get on the plane first and I'll arrive at my location before I get through any of these lines, whether it be for some just shitty Mexican food or Chick-fil-A or whatever it is, absolutely packed. If you've in Atlanta, you'll, there's these uh, tram systems that are, I believe, underground, and they'll get you from like A to B to T, all of those. It was like a New York City subway. I was trying to get a video, but it was just too chaotic, and I kept getting you know jumped in front of because it was literally just bag to bag. Everyone was getting stuffed in there as, as much as possible. felt like a New York City subway, or I believe the day after, or it might have been the night of uh, 4th of July in D.C. We were taking the metro, with, which if you don't know, is same thing as the subway. Um, in DC underground transportation and we couldn't even fit my whole family and it was just me and my father or me and my mother had, had hopped in the metro and then the door shut because it was just so slam packed we could only do two at a time it was the same thing in an airport it was wild people were getting split up from their groups and when I say I've never seen more people in an airport it was it was insane so COVID flying's over but it's still great to see people are out and about it kind of feels like things are getting back to normal quickly which is awesome I know Florida here has been has been really progressive, I guess is, is, is a word I could use for um, vaccines and getting everyone getting everyone vaccinated and getting things back to normal. There's been a lot going on in Miami. There was a, a police boat chase. I'm sure if you've seen, if you follow any any news account, bar stool or anything along those lines in that kind of genre of media, there was a police boat chase. There was a helicopter. It was it was literally out of GTA. I think that was the caption they used was it was something out of GTA. There's a Miami mega yacht in the background. It's just the world is returning to to what it once was. And it's a beautiful thing. And I guess we'll realize here pretty shortly how all the all the pros of COVID, although it was I would never, ever ask for it again. There were some pros to it. Quite, quite short list. It was, you know, working from home for a lot of people and traveling. Traveling is, is gone. It's back to normal. But like I said, it's good to see everybody back and and, you know, talking and hanging out and going out to get food. It's great to see. And, and I think here in the next, I'd say two months, hopefully it'll be completely back to normal. Everyone will be vaccinated. It'll all be good to go. And then, yeah, we can get back to our lives. We can get back to, to, to just normal. And once you see, if you take a flight or if you take a road trip or whether you go out to a restaurant, once you sit down and you're like, it'll feel completely normal. But at the same time, in the back of your head, it's going to feel weird of like, why is, why does this feel uncomfortable to me? Why does it, why does this feel weird? And then you'd be like, oh, wait a minute. I'm used to looking at people with masks. Um, this hasn't been, we haven't done this in a year and a half. I think it was March 15th last year. That's whenever the world kind of shut down. And now we have people back. We have, you can see your friends, you can go see your family, you can fly, you can travel. I'm, I'm sure countries are opening up little by little. And it's just a great feeling. There'll be more opportunities to film. There'll be more opportunities for content. And I'm just excited about it in a, in a new spot with a lot of new people. So we'll hopefully get to uh, get to film more once people realize, you know, there'll be a camera around and things like that. You obviously got to make sure uh, people are okay with that, but that's just me personally. You get to go back to college. I think a, a lot of the, uh, the freshmen that were in college for the first year, it wasn't really college. You're not going to class. You're not, you're all your stuff's online. And if you know anything about online schooling, it's, it's 30 times easier than if you're going to classes, but the part about classes is you meet people that you wouldn't normally meet. If you have your same 25 friends, when you go to class, you meet when you're in a class of a 300, four classes a week like that, you're going to meet people every time. And that was the fun of college. That's how you meet people from states you've never even 
heard somebody from, or that's how you meet people in different fraternities, sororities, whatever it may be. That was the biggest thing in college I thought was, was exciting. I had friends from Pittsburgh, California, Maryland, New Jersey, and wherever you could think, you know, South Dakota, people, people you didn't even know could live in that state would be from, from states like that. And that's what you get when you go to college. It's not your same, you know, 300 to 700 people in a class, whatever it be your high school or even smaller than that. I know people that graduated with 18 people, which I graduated with, I think 708 or something like that. So there's all walks of life. You meet people that you, that you never thought you would and you'll become friends with them. You'll go out, you have some of your best memories. And that was the part of college that I loved. And a lot of people missed out on a whole year of these freshmen are, are coming in as sophomores. And now they're going to be basically freshmen again, have to learn how to socialize, meet people, all that stuff. And I think I saw some crazy stat about how, you know, juniors in juniors in high school grad or went from were going to senior year and they left for junior year that summer. And now they're freshmen in college, missed their whole senior year. They did it all online. And that would suck. Or you have kids that were learning at my old job. There was kids they had to do distance learning. And so you had to learn you know, how to use a computer in your first grade. You got to do your homework on computers and learn lessons and I'll do the, all the webinars and things like that. I can't imagine being a teacher, a young a, a teacher at a, at a younger grade. If you're like first through fifth grade, it can only be a nightmare. I wouldn't do that. I barely did work in elementary school as it was. We were all screwing around. We were all, you know, just waiting for recess or whatever it may be. And now you have to teach kids how to use a login and a password on their parents' laptop. And then the parents have to be home. It's just it's nuts. It's going to push, I think, a lot of things back that people don't realize. I think a lot of people took that for granted. But now that the world's getting back to normal, hopefully things will adjust. And, you know, we'll, we'll the world will start opening up again. And once it does, I think a lot of people are going to bring back, you know, understanding. People are going to realize that they miss people. I was talking with um, a family friend that I've known. He's known me my whole life. He was my grandfather's age. And we were talking about, you know, what do you think the benefits of COVID was? Because, you know, try to find the silver lining. You try to be positive about it, which is the only way to do it. Because if you're if you're miserable, you'll, you'll be miserable forever. And he was saying, you know, the one thing about COVID is we learned how to miss people. You know, we learned how to miss people and and understand that that time with people is valued. I mean, I've never spent more time with my family than with, in COVID. And I... I'm going to look back on that as a fond, fond memory. I spent time together with them that I would never have had, even though, you know, it interferes with jobs, it interferes with your life, with your goals. I get it. I, as someone who wants to be on the throttle at 100% of the time and being set back that 12 months, that 13 months, whatever it may have been for you, or maybe you didn't set back, maybe you launched forward. Being set back at that time and maybe seeing more family or even just talking to them on the phone or texting them and actually having time for people and having that feeling of missing someone. You know, it wasn't just as easy as, all right, I'm going to go hang out with with somebody down the road or I'm going to go out with my friends. It was, you know, having that, that feeling of missing someone, I think, is, is something that would be subconscious for a lot of people. But once you think about it, you go, yeah, you know, I really hadn't hadn't missed people. I get to see them every day. I get to text them every day. I get to whatever it may be. I get to go out with them on the weekends. But having that ability to miss somebody and realize, hey, you know, I need human connection. I need people in my life is uh, something that I think a lot of us would be great for. But I'm going to cut this episode short. I appreciate everybody for listening. Like I said, working on getting the logistics done for having different people on the podcast. This is most likely going to turn into a podcast that is not just myself. And so I'll leave it at that because I think it'll be a lot more entertaining. I think we'll get to a lot more um, a lot more coherent points because I just do kind of ramble on these. But I appreciate everybody for listening. Once again, 
My name is Jack Hummel. If you look up Jack Hummel on YouTube, you'll see the, the video version of this. The audio version is on Spotify. Make sure you follow it. Make sure you subscribe on the YouTube channel. And uh, we're just trying to grow. We're just trying to grow this community of people, you know, getting after it. And, uh, and hopefully I can be a small part of that for you. So I appreciate it. Remember to leave a like, subscribe. And if you haven't followed the podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, give it a follow, rate it. Let me know what you think. And uh, DM me some ideas. Give me some ideas to talk about. I love when you guys do that. And then we can, we can make these episodes better. So I appreciate you guys. Have a great week and I'll see you in the next episode. Peace.